Chapter 19 of Old Wells Dug Out. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marcia Payne. Old Wells Dug Out by Thomas Talmage. Woman's War Against the Bottle. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake. Judges, chapter 5, verse 12. A text of five words, and four of them one and the same. It seems that the men of Israel had lost their courage. Trampled into the dust by their oppressors, the cowards had not spirit to rise. Their vineyards destroyed, their women dishonored, their children slain, the land was dying for a leader worthy of the cause. A holy woman by the name of Deborah saw the desolation, and putting her trust in the Lord, sounded the battle cry, and by the help of General Barak, launched into the plain ten thousand armed men. The Canaanites, of course, came out with a larger force. They came out against Israel with nine hundred iron chariots. Each of these iron chariots having attached to the sides of it sharp scythes, so that when those engines of war were driven down to battle, each one of the nine hundred was ready to cut two great swaths of death. But when God gives a mission to a woman, he gives her strength and grace to execute it. The nine hundred chariots of the Canaanites could not save them. They fly, they fly, horse and horseman, chariot and charioteer officers and troops in one wild and terrific overthrow cesera their leader is so frightened in the conflict that he cannot wait until his team turns around he leaps from the chariot and starts full run for the mountains then this epic of the text was composed to celebrate the grand womanly triumph awake awake deborah awake awake my friends an army of canaanitish and infernal influences has come down to destroy this fair land they come on armed with decanter and demijohn and legislative enactment and brewer's tank and apothecary's bitters and distiller's worm that never dieth to meet these influences some very brave men have gone out in battle and have tried to break to pieces these iron chariots of destruction but for the most part the land has slept indeed it slept until a few weeks ago at the west when the lord god uttered his voice until it rang through the churches and the homes and the gin palaces and off upon the prairie saying awake awake deborah awake awake and now while i speak this great austerlitz goes on and earth and heaven and hell await the stupendous issue before i proceed to discuss the modes and policies by which the great sin of drunkenness is to be assaulted i want to tell you two or three things which i think will bear me out in the statement that something radical needs to be done the first fact I want to put before you is this, that there are coming up a vast multitude of children in this country who have, from the day of their birth, a thirst for strong drink. 
whether it be developed in early life or not it is there they have inherited it right along the ancestral line how often goes the river of death it seems as if their cradle is rocked by the rum fiend the father sits down to make his will and he says in the name of god amen i bequeath to my children my houses and lands and all my property share and share alike they must here too i affix my hand and seal in the presence of witnesses but that father may at the same time be making a will that he does not realize he may be really saying in the name of disease and appetite and death amen i bequeath to my children my thirst for strong drink my tankards shall be theirs my condemnation shall be theirs in the ruin that i have wrought for them let them share and share alike here too i put my hand and seal in the presence of all the astonished host of heaven and all the jubilant harpies of hell he does not know that he is making two wills at the same time there are young men in this house today who have had two inheritances one an inheritance of dollars they have nearly spent that the other an inheritance of thirst for strong drink they have not spent that in addition to this there is coming up from the lower haunts of society an uncounted throng of children who have been familiar with the odors of the whiskey jug and the ale pitcher from the time they started into life in every fiber of their soul they feel the sting of parental indulgences and while your children today will be in the sabbath school singing hosanna there will be a vaster multitude vaster by millions and millions of little children barefooted imbruted in their countenances filthy and uncombed who will be singing the song of the drunkard their swaddling clothes were torn off the winding sheet of death their toy in infancy was a gin bottle they were baptized from the laver of woe obscene songs were their lullaby their inheritance has been a father's curse and a mother's beastliness are you surprised that they turn out badly ah if one out of ten thousand turns out anything but badly you ought to be surprised there is another fact i want to present showing that there is a need of something radical on this subject and that is the multiplicity of drinking houses all over our cities there never has been any lack of these establishments there never has been much reason for a man's being thirsty a great while but if it was once only like an eruption on the body of the city now it has become a multitude of carbuncles that threaten the very life of the community you go down a beautiful street and see carpenters at work you say i wonder what they are going to make there you go along a few days after and you see that they are painting an ale pitcher on the sign and see the red and the blue light in the lamp at the door as though kindled by a spark from the nether world to which it will decoy very many victims in those places the villainries of your city are concocted 
those are the places where men whet their courage for arson and for garroting and for burglary and for murder i can remember the time when these saloons were chiefly on the street corners now they flame out from the heart of the block a long line of fortifications leveling their enginery of death sometimes they call them hotels sometimes they call them wine cellars sometimes they call them restaurants sometimes they call them retreats sometimes they call them concert saloons where music plays the march of death sometimes they call them casinos combining all the abominations of the theatre grog shop and brothel sometimes they call them lager buyer saloons under which i suppose there are more villainries and more obscenities than under any other name these institutions are springing up all around us they come like some fabulous monster taking at one swallow a hundred victims they are plagues sweating on your great thoroughfares and rotting away the life of brooklyn and new york they are on every avenue on fulton avenue atlantic avenue lafayette avenue gates avenue girding the city with a chain of eternal fire we cannot even have the laws against them executed all through this country it is against the law to sell liquor on the sabbath day where is the city that keeps that law where are the police where are the mayors where are the common councils where are the legislative assemblies the fact is that when the republicans are in power they dare not execute the law lest they lose votes and when the democrats are in power they dare not execute the law lest they lose votes meanwhile between these political parties who are struggling for the spoils of office the virtue and the religion of the city die what chance is there for the morals of our city when these places are so easy to access and when if you want to get out of the smell of rum you have to ride five or six miles out of town and even the outskirts of the city are sometimes worse than the heart of it what chance is there for that young man temptation before him temptation behind him in the loft above him and in the cellar beneath him and when our very best citizens patronize such places they are cold and they must go in and get something warm they are warm and they must get something to cool off they lose money and begin to drink to keep up their spirits they gain something and then they can afford to drink and so the casks are filled and the strychnine is poured in and the leaks are stopped and the faucets are drawn and the intoxication is swilled down and sometimes standing before professed christian men their breath is so foul with drink that i feel tempted to bury my face in my pocket handkerchief look at another fact many of the drug stores of our country that ought to be the agencies of health are becoming the means of dissipation and death there are forms of disease that need a stimulus and under a prudent and skillful physician i think that alcohol has an important work to do but what have you to say about the deceptions practiced upon people in this city by bitters bitters of all sorts cordials 
tonics, Hostetter bitters, golden bitters, plantation bitters, bitters that make a man's life bitter, and his death bitter, and his eternity bitter. Bitters. Now, I say, if you are going to blast a man for time and eternity, give him a fair chance. Put on the outside of the bottle what it is, but a man, maintaining as he thinks his sobriety, goes and gets a bottle of bitters and puts it on his desk. That bottle is soon gone. After a while he gets another, and another, and another, and one day, while he is seated in his room, the cork flies out of the black bottle of bitters, and with it a fiend that grapples the man by the throat and says, Ah, I have been chasing about for you fifteen years. I have got you now down with you to perdition if you propose to destroy a man give him at least a fair fight take two appalling statistics in one year we spent in this country many million dollars more money in making and selling and buying intoxicating drinks than for the woolen goods and cotton goods and flour and meal and boots and shoes and clothing of the people in other words we pay in this country much more to kill the people than to make them live put that down in your memorandum books for one item then the other item is this if we should take all the drunkards in this country and gather them in battle array five men abreast they would make a line a hundred miles long so that if you wanted to marshal that host and look at the companies and the regiments and the battalions and you wanted to review them you would have to mount one horse and ride until he was exhausted and then mount another horse and ride until he was exhausted and another horse until he was exhausted and then if you wanted to marshal that great host and had a voice loud enough to order them to forward march their step would make the earth shake and the gates of hell tremble that is the other item now if all these things are so is it not time that something great something earnest something radical be done revolution revolution in the light of these things i come to consider this great movement which has attracted the attention of this whole land toward the west you ask me as i have often been asked in private you ask me silently two questions you say in the first place do you approve of that assault made by the women of the west upon the liquor business and in the second place would you have the same assault and the same scenes enacted here at the east i have your questions separately and alone i answer your first you say do you approve of the assault that has been made by the women of the West upon the grog shops there? I reply that there have been some things done there that I have no sympathy with, and I also assert that, so long as we have so many fools masculine, we ought to be willing to have a few fools feminine. Then I go further on, and aver that the campaign waged at the West by the women against the grog shops of ohio and illinois and indiana and michigan is the grandest 
and most magnificent thing that has been on earth since the day when deborah in the name of the lord god almighty hurled ruin and death on the armed oppressors of israel why it seems that by the force of prayer certainly there cannot be anything wrong with that and by the force of christian song certainly there cannot be anything wrong about that there were in a little while three hundred saloons shut up and in some villages all the drinking places were abandoned you tell me that they will open again very soon and i reply is it nothing to shut up the fires of hell for six weeks why it seems that these men engaged in that business did not know how to cope with this kind of warfare they knew how to fight the marine liquor law and they knew how to fight the national temperance society and they know how to fight the sons of temperance and good samaritans but when deborah appeared upon the scene sisera took to his feet and got to the mountains it seems that they did not know how to contend against coronation and old hundred and brattle street and bethany they were so very intangible these men found that they could not accomplish much against that kind of warfare and in one of the cities a german regiment was brought out all armed to dispense the women they came down in battle array but oh what poor success for that german regiment was made up of gentlemen and gentlemen do not like to shoot women with hymn-books in their hands oh they found that gunning for female prayer-meetings was a very poor business no real damage was done although there has been threat of violence after threat of violence all over the land let us give fair warning to all military companies and to all mayors and to all courts of law that on the day that one of these christian women engaged in this holy war shall under the point of soldier's bayonet or under the stroke of police club fall down wounded or slain on that day there will be a fire kindled in this country a fire of indignation and national wrath that all the waters of the mississippi and the ohio and the hudson cannot put out and the influence will keep on rolling over this whole country until the last liquor shop and the last distillery and the last gin store and the last brewery shall be trampled out under the feet of an indignant people i tell you that the curse of the lord god almighty is on that business for ever and for ever amen they say that it was not dignified for these women they ought to have been home crocheting or watching the loaves of bread in the oven to see that they did not get too brown and hard oh my soul which would have been most dignified to have stayed in the homes already desolated by rum shivering amidst half-clad children waiting for the staggering step of the father or brother or son or to put on the only hat and shawl that had not been pawned away by the companion and go out under the leadership of some great-souled deborah and with the famished family at the back attempt with the artillery of prayer and song to put an end to those institutions where the domestic ruin had originated 
who are you that seated in your houses of plenty and sobriety you should be so severely critical of these women of the west who not for personal display not for a play spell but because they wanted to get back their homes of which they had been robbed and the children's inheritance and the souls of the men who had been imperiled by strong drink went forth to do their duty when my voice shall through the printing press reach those women at the west i want to say to them god speed you in your work awake awake deborah awake awake nine hundred chariots cannot do you any harm the lord of hosts is with you and he is mightier than all that can be against you now i come to answer the second question would you have the same kind of war upon the liquor establishments made at the east and in our midst as at the west i say most emphatically no but for different reasons from what i have ever heard given it is not because i think that the women of the west were undignified or unchristian it is not because i think that the women of brooklyn are too good for such a holy iconoclasm but it is because there seems to be no deborah with sufficient faith in god to lead forth the host here in the east we are all watching to see what somebody else will say and we are bound hand and foot by the conventionalities of society more than at the west and at the flutter of a newspaper we are so frightened that we are not fit for any great warfare of the kind of which i speak i will however say o oh mothers and sisters and daughters of brooklyn i really think if you had as much faith in god as your sisters at the west have and the same recklessness of human criticism i really believe that in one month three-fourths of the grog shops of brooklyn would be closed and there would be running through the gutters of the streets burgundy and cognac and heisick and old port and Scheidem schnapps and lager beer and you would save your fathers and your husbands and your sons first from a drunkard's grave and secondly from a drunkard's hell but the time has not come i have read the reports of the women who have assembled in this city in different churches and i see that the time has not come a woman cannot do that which she thinks she cannot do and you cannot there is no deborah with enough faith in god and recklessness of human criticism to go forth in the work i really think that perhaps things have got to be worse before they can be any better i do not know but that there must yet be one dead in each house slain by this destroying angel and that the piano that you brought into your parlor last week will have to go down under the sheriff's hammer and some midnight your son be tossed into your front door dead drunk and the rose on your daughter's cheek fade under the breath of the rum fiend as her father stoops over to kiss her good night and this tornado of domestic desolation go on until our great cities shall be one wreck of dissipation and crime i do not know but it will have to be that way before the women of the east 
are as brave as the women of the west but since we are not ready for that war there is something in which all the women of my church are ready to engage and in which all the women of this city are ready to be marshaled and that is in some kind of war against the drinking usages of society o oh, young women never give your hand in marriage to a man who tampers with strong drink any more than you would take hold of a basilisk you would reform him by marriage would you never i have seen the experiment tried too often and the women who made the unsuccessful experiment by marriage of reforming a man some of them are in suicide's graves some are in the almshouse and all the rest are wretched without one exception reform him will you why where one woman has succeeded in that experiment there are five hundred women buried in the ruins young woman if a young man does not think enough of you to give up the wine cup tell him plainly that you will not contest for his affections with so vile a rival do not be hasty to leave your father's house in such an unseaworthy craft they say that captain williams was drunk when he drove the atlantic on mars head and look out how you trust your voyage of life in the hands of an inebriate the rocks the rocks let the mothers teach their children from the very start what an accursed thing rum is give the lesson to them with brown's shorter catechism give every emphasis to the truth and then pray morning noon and night and until the day of your death that your sons ah your daughters too may be saved from these overwhelming temptations let sisters make the home every evening bright make it very bright you do not know the allurements that are around your brother you cannot afford to stand by his bruised brow when he is dead as i knew a sister who once did when the night before she had heard her brother howling in the delirium while three men could not hold him down for he arose in the couch and beat back imaginary demons crying be gone be gone we are not ready for the crusade of the west here but i want to marshal every woman in this house in one of three regiments in the first place we will have a regiment of mothers their step not so strong as once it was for they have come a great way but their faith in god mighty the god who has never forsaken them alas for the mother who bends over the sun scorched with this fiery cesaro o oh god appease her agony for a little while in the second regiment we will have all the wives of the country some of their homes already invaded by this evil their domestic joy somewhat shaken the next ten years charged with a good deal of uncertainty the third regiment will be made up of the daughters of the land their comfort and their respectability dependent upon the sobriety of their parents their brow not yet clouded their lips unacquainted with the acrid draught that a drunkard's child always has to drink a man said to a little girl going along the street why jenny i don't see you any more you used to come to my house begging for cold victuals i haven't seen you for weeks where have you been jenny 
oh she replied we don't want cold victuals any more papa don't drink now and so we have warm victuals god have mercy on the drunkard's child now the three regiments are formed forward ye women baptized by the holy ghost forward into the strife your ensigns shall not be stained with tears or blood no skeleton will mark the line of your march but in the wake of this great army there will smile a harvest of reformed inebriates and there will be heard the shout of children at the return of their fathers from the captivity of the wine cup the mountains and the hills will break forth into singing and all the trees of the wood will clap their hands instead of the thorn shall come the fir tree instead of the briar shall come the myrtle tree and it shall be to the lord for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off postponing until next sabbath morning what i have to say to the men who are tampering with strong drinks postponing until next sabbath morning my counsel to all those who have already the shackles fastened upon them postponing until next sabbath morning the completion of the discourse that i have begun now i will only say to the families of my congregation banish the wine cup from your table dash the beaker from your lip and in the strength of god resolve that you will no more have anything to do with strong drink for i tell you now that there is a multitude of you kept away from christ by intoxicating liquor and there are some of you who profess to be followers of jesus members of my church who are drinking a little too much though you have not gone far on in sin though you may never have been intoxicated as i suppose you have not i know some of you are drinking a little too much and so i ask you all to abstain come out on the side of sobriety come out on the side of the christian religion let me tell you now no drunkard hath eternal life and that some of you are running an awful risk of being drunkards may the lord god almighty save you and me and our families and this whole country from the scathing scalding blasting damning influence of strong drink end of chapter 19 recording by marcia payne